Friend, please help Spirit-Filled Hearts Ministry by supporting the cost to produce Spirit-Filled Radio and Podcast for this current fiscal year. You can become a partner with Spirit-Filled Hearts by donating monthly. Your contributions make a difference in the lives of all those who listen to our radio shows and podcasts. Thank you for your support. Go to spiritfilledhearts.org and click on the donate button. That's spiritfilledhearts.org. It's nice to be invited over to a friend's house. And Deacon Steve and Marianne Greco have a fresh pot brewing and a comfy chair waiting for you. So kick back, relax, and get ready to soak in God's Word with some good friends. It's The Bible and You with Deacon Steve and Marianne Greco. Hi, this is Deacon Steve Greco. And Marianne. And welcome Welcome to to The the Bible Bible and You. And Merry Christmas. Christmas. Yay! Well, we're so excited to be here doing a Christmas uh, program, and we're going to focus on the the readings for the the Mass of the Day, I believe, is correct? Which is really uh, Christmas Day. So, Merry Christmas from the bottom of our hearts to you, and as you listen to the show, just know that... uh, God is with you in just such a significant way. So let's begin. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for, for coming on earth to be this, this child, a child that is the Savior of the world, is our Messiah. And we thank you, Lord, for being our King, our Messiah. We thank you, Lord, for all that you do to bless us and heal us. May this Christmas, Lord, be filled with joy and filled with wonder, filled with peace, filled with love. May we be blessed in every way, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, and physically, blessed and healed through the intercession of our Blessed Mother, through the power of the Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name. And we pray this blessing upon you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Alleluia. <laughs> Alleluia. All the angels in heaven are singing. And yes. so this very first reading is is one of my favorites from the book of Isaiah. So should we go ahead and get started yeah, with it? Yeah, let's go. Okay. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him who, who brings glad tidings, announces peace bearing good news, announcing salvation, and saying to Zion, God is king. Hark, your centiles raise a cry, together they shout for joy, for they see directly before their eyes the Lord restoring Zion. Break out together in song, O ruins of Jerusalem, for the Lord comforts his people, he redeems Jerusalem. The Lord has buried his holy arm in the sight of all the nations, all the ends of the earth will behold the salvation of our God. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So as we look at this, it has really some of the the most powerful scriptures for me upon how beautiful upon the mountains of the feet of him who brings glad tidings. Yeah. What are, or um, announcing peace and bearing good news. What is good news? Well, good news is the gospel. Amen. And I I would like you all to take a look at the 10th chapter of Romans 
And as you look at the 10th chapter of Romans, it talks about, you know, preaching the word of God. Verse 14 says, how can they call on him and whom they've not believed? And how can they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone to preach? And verse 15, how can people preach unless they're sent? As is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring the good news. So again, talking about, again, how beautiful are the feet who brings glad tidings, quoted again by St. Paul in Romans. Right. Also in Mark sixteen fifteen, Jesus' final command before he, he leaves them and, is, and ascends into heaven is, go into the whole world and proclaim the gospel. This is what it's telling us to do here. How lovely are those who do that? You know, and, and we know that the joy of the Lord is such that we're shouting for joy that our Savior is born, Christ the King. The sentinels raise a cry as they shout for joy. The, the Lord is restoring Zion and restoring us and break out together in song. You know, again, all of this predicted by Isaiah hundreds of years before Christ. I think one of the things to remember is that you discover, you know, you are happy or have joy or sadness really in your life it has to do with what you think your future will be. And when you think about it, here is God giving us a future of eternal life. And so there's a lot to be joyful for. And even during tough times, we can we can look to what our future will be. And that it is something really exciting and something to shout about. Oh, it's so exciting. And may this Christmas be the most Christ-centered Christmas you've ever had. And so that first reading... Very, very exciting. Let's go on then to the second or the response to song. All the ends of the earth have seen the saving power of God. All the ends of the earth have seen the saving power of God. Sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done wondrous deeds. His right hand has won victory for him, his holy arm. All the ends of the earth have, have seen, seen the saving, saving power, power of God. God. The Lord has made his salvation known. In the sight of the nations, he has revealed his justice. He has remembered his kindness and his faithfulness towards the house of Israel. All, All the ends, ends of the earth have seen the saving power of God. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation by our God. Sing joyfully to the Lord, all you lands. Break into song and sing praise. All, All the, the ends of the earth have seen the saving power of God. Sing praise to the Lord with a harp and modunia's song with trumpets and the sound of the horn sing joyfully before the king the lord all, all the ends, ends of the earth have seen the saving power of god well this is just another one of a way of shouting for joy and and all the earth has seen the saving power of god god has revealed himself to all the earth even today and so those who see the power of God and the saving power of God. We need to sing to the Lord a new song, you know, for what he has done, to acknowledge what he has done. And so, you know, my challenge to the listeners maybe would be to, what is your song? What Take a few minutes and think, what would I tell someone about the wondrous deeds God has, has done? How would I sing them when I proclaim them with joy? Or do I just kind of ignore it because people might think it's kind of funny or weird? 
But, you know, no, let's shout it out. Let's shout out with joy and, and let's be joyous. Mm-hmm. Let people see joy on your face and your countenance. Let people look at you and see the risen Christ in terms of, of that you're, you're singing, you're, you're happy, you're joyful, you're praising God, praising God with, with song, praising God with instruments, praising God with everything that you're doing. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. With everything you're doing, you know, I've the, we are God's instruments. And, uh, you know, singing is wonderful because we're using our gift of our body. But all the other ways that you can proclaim the Lord is wonderful as well. Don't be shy. Don't be quiet. And this is Christmas. Let's share. You know, let's not forget what this day is about and let's shout that well maybe not shout to our families but within excitement well, shout with joy be excited yeah with yeah. joy share with your family at some point what this is about take a look at psalm 150 that talks about praise god by his holy sanctuary give praise in the mighty dome of heavens and it says give praise with blasts upon the horn Praise him with harp and lyre. Praise him with tambourines and dance. Praise him with strings and pipes. Give praise with crushing cymbals. Praise him with sounding cymbals. Let everything as breath give praise to the Lord. That's what Christmas is all about, is praising God. That's what being a Christian is all about, mm-hmm. is praising God. So And seeing Christ and sharing Christ in everything you do. And look for the deeds that God has done. You know, sometimes we look at the negative things in our in our families. Sometimes in the holidays don't turn out perfect. But let's not look at that. Let's look at what God has done in our lives and what he is doing and, and what our future is and what God has done for us. He sent us Jesus Christ. And I look at he sent me you, mm. which is also, again, very, very important that we... We give blessings to our family on Christmas. We give blessings to those closest to us, our friends. Blessings to those people that really complete us in terms of of helping us see Jesus in all that they say and do. Amen. Let's take a look, look at the second reading, a reading from the letter to the Hebrews. Brothers and sisters, in times past, God spoke in partial and various ways to our ancestors through the prophets. In these last days, he has spoken to us through the Son, whom he made heir of all things, and through whom he created the universe, who is the refugence of his glory, the very imprint of his being, and who sustains all things by his mighty word. When he had accomplished purification from sins, he took his seat at the right hand of the majesty on high, as far superior to the angels, as the name he has inherited is more excellent than theirs. For to which of the angels did God ever say, You are my son, this day I have begotten you. Or again, I will be a father to him, and he shall be a son to me. And again, when he leads the firstborn into the world, he says, Let all the angels of God worship him. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, Jesus is made heir of all things. You know, He ascended back into heaven, and he was given all authority. Amen. And he is the heir. And then I I think through whom he created the universe. 
People don't realize that. Would you want to elaborate on that a little bit? Well, you know, it was he who had the word. He's the word made flesh. And so it was by his speaking that the universe was created, which is, again, so important. And then it says, if you want to know God, we need to know Jesus because he is the reflection of the God. He's the reflection of God's glory. And so it's, you know, he's very important. And so let's get to know Jesus. He is the full light. He's the, you know, he's the total package in a sense. He's he's not just a, a little bit, but he is the total reflection. And then, of course, it says he will. He sits at the right hand of the Father, which is the uh, authority, meaning authority, that he has authority over everything. One of the most important things for me is this gospel reading. It's by far one of the most important things that we could ever do is let John 1 fill our hearts and souls. You know, Steve, it's interesting because I I read that this passage is so sacred to Catholics that it's read at the end of all high masses in the old liturgy. So it's it's, uh, something that's really considered sacred. And it's read every single day, 365 days of the year, at the Church of Nativity in Bethlehem. That's right. When you have Mass there, you have this Mass. Right. So it's exciting. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, Lord. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came to be through him, and without him nothing came to be. What came to be through him was life, and this life was the light of the human race. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. A man named John was sent from God. He came for testimony to testify to the light so that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to testify to the light. The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world came to be through him. But the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, but his own people did not accept him. But to those who did accept him, he gave power to become children of God. To those who believe in his name, who were born not by natural generation, nor by human choice, nor by man's decision, but of God. And the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. And we saw his glory, the glory as of the father's only son, full of grace and truth. John testified to him and cried out saying, this was he of whom I said, the one who is coming after me ranks ahead of me because he existed before me. From his fullness, we have received grace in place of grace. Because while the law was given through Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God. The only Son, God, who is at the Father's side, has revealed him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. I like the, the, the word, in the beginning was the word. What does that mean? Well, it's, <laughs> I mean, again, you know, he is the word made flesh. And that's Jesus. I mean, it is, remember one of the important things John is trying to do 
is talk about the divinity of Christ and separate him from John. And you see this later in which, you know, John said, the one who's coming after me ranks ahead of me. So because there was a movement at the time of Jesus that some felt John was even more important than Jesus. And so here this this gospel was, of course, written much after the first three synoptic gospels, but it was written to a, a body of Christ a body of people who who were believers and but you know again started to have this division and so that that was very important from the beginning to designate right off the bat that Jesus was the word he was with God and was God so those first 3 verses are unbelievably important. I think what's interesting, too, to point out here in the beginning is much like the beginning of Genesis. And in Genesis, we get a, a, a genealogy of sorts. And this is a, the Gospel of John is giving us a genealogy of sorts of Jesus. Because he's saying, in the beginning was the Word. In the beginning was Jesus. Jesus wasn't, right. you know, he was always there. And so he's given him this uh, position that I think is very important. There's this tie to your point to Genesis, right? Uh-huh. And so, which is really important. And again, all things came to be through him, and without him, nothing came to be. Wow, you know, I mean, yeah. that's setting the table, saying with Jesus, as he said in the 15th chapter of John, without me, you can do nothing. Everything happened through Jesus. Yeah, I don't think people realize that sometimes. And then it talks about darkness and light in John, in the Gospel of John, which I, I know we both really love that analogy that Jesus is the light of the world. And as a hobby photographer who used to work a lot in the dark room, um, I would have to change my... That's, this is way back when they actually had film and mm-hmm. not digital, but you would have to change your, uh, or get your film out of your camera in a complete black dark room. And I tell you, it, it was dark. I mean, you couldn't see, you knew your hands were in front of you, but you could not see it. Yet, if there was one pinhole, one little hole in that room that let in light, the light would be dispersed and break through the darkness. And that's like my story of two rooms with one wall between. One room's totally light, the other one's totally dark, except there's a pinhole. And in that dark room, you see that light shine through. But in the light room, you don't see any darkness come in. Because right. the darkness yeah. has no power. You know? So that when we talk about Jesus is the, the true light, you know, that enlightens everybody. Boy, that's powerful. I mean, we need to really think about that. It penetrates darkness and and Jesus' power there. So many times in the Christmas season, holiday season, you have uh, depression. You have um, expectations that aren't being met. You have darkness, but you have unbelievable light and joy through Jesus. Focusing on Jesus fills your heart, fills your soul. Let the light of Christ just be there in which the darkness then goes away uh, in the sense that the light has overcome it. It's interesting. He says the world came to be through him, meaning Jesus, but the world did not know him. Now, mm-hmm. it's like he created the world, and yet many people did not get to know him as even today, uh, and they didn't accept him. But those who did accept him, he gave power to become children of God. 
Just think to about those that. who yeah. believe in his yeah. name. He gives us power. He gives us the Holy Spirit so that we may live in this world and, and stay focused on him and not on the worldly things. And again, we, we see this over and over again. First Corinthians 4.20, the kingdom of God is not a matter of talk, but of power. You know, we see the fact that we have that power because we are children of God. And, and I, I want to turn now to Romans 8 verse 14 for those who are led by the spirit of god are children of god and then later on it says we can say abba daddy because we're we're that child of god it's so amazing these scriptures burst with joy they burst with with life you know and, and that's exactly what he's saying that he is the life you know he is that joy and that when we have that in our hearts you know there's nothing that can penetrate that Right, and I think all of three readings really point that, to that powerful statement that, you know, he is our Christ and he gives us power and he loves us. God sent his son for us. What an incredible gift. Why and how he did it, we can't totally understand the whole picture. Right. We're, we're just limited. But we, we don't have to understand it. We just have to celebrate it and pray to the Lord and celebrate it and recognize the love that God has for us and what Jesus did for us to come down and become human and in this world. And the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. Yeah. Wow. You know, that's where, you know, you kneel, you bow. The word became flesh. Jesus became flesh and dwelt among us that we may have eternal salvation. And we saw his glory, the glory of the Lord, as a father's only son, full of grace and truth. So I, I think, you know, we get off focus a lot with, with Christmas and gift giving and decorating. And, I you know, I certainly been known to do that. And I think that, you know, we need to really focus on this meaning of what God has done, what Jesus has done, and come down, and the glory, and the future he has. He has a place waiting for us. All we have to do is turn to the Lord and, and say, yes, you are my Savior. Say alleluia. Alleluia. The most important, <laughs> one of the most important, I can't say the most important, but one of my most powerful, important uh, verses of all of Scripture is written in this gospel, and it's actually John 1, 16. From his fullness, we have received grace in place of grace mm -hmm. from his fullness we've all received grace in place of grace first john 16 now what does that mean grace means unmerited favor and what it means is that we have grace unmerited favor upon unmerited favor blessing upon blessing upon blessing upon blessing and to receive all that blessing we have to turn the umbrella upside down, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> we have to collect it. We have to collect it and we not block to, it. Yeah, we have to ask for it and just receive it. I think you know, sometimes we're too busy trying to keep up with the world that we forget to look for those graces that God has sent our way. So what does this Christmas mean to you right now based on these readings? Wow, that's a heavy question. I guess um, God, how much God loves us and how much mercy he has for us and Jesus to give of himself for us is just uh, just powerful. My brothers and sisters, never forget what Marianne just said. 
remember how much God loves you. Remember that he's chosen you before the dawn of time to be holy and without blemish, Ephesians 1. Remember the fact that at this Christmas, he was born into the world so that you may have eternal salvation. He was born in the world to save us from sin. He was born in the world to make us forever in his presence, to make us his children, adopted children of God. That is the greatest Christmas present one could ever have. Amen. So may, may Almighty God bless you with every spiritual blessing. May you be filled with Christmas joy. May you and your family receive all the love and joy of the eternal Savior, our Lord Jesus Christ. May this Christmas be truly one that is filled with holiness and joy. And may you be blessed with every spiritual blessing in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. This is Deacon Steve Greco. And Mary Ann. And we wish you Merry Christmas. God bless you. We'll be with you next week. And that's a wrap on today's edition of The Bible and You with Deacon Steve and Mary Ann Greco. Be sure to connect with our Spirit-Filled Hearts Facebook page to catch each and every episode. For more, visit spiritfilledhearts.org. That's spiritfilledhearts.org. You're listening to the Spirit-Filled Radio Network. Sometime you may feel like your spirit tank is running low. Stay tuned and fill it up. You're listening to Spirit-Filled Radio. Please join others who are listening and become a partner donor. Your donation can help ensure the continuation of great Catholic content that aims to encourage you and provide the good Catholic teaching and spirituality that is so needed today. Spirit-Filled Radio is part of Spirit-Filled Hearts Ministry, which is a 501c3 ministry, and your donations are tax-deductible. Please visit our website at spiritfilledradio.org and click on the Donate button and join many others who believe in our mission to bring the good news of Jesus Christ to the ends of the earth. That's spiritfilledradio.org and click the Donate button. Thank you so much for your prayers and generosity. We learn so many extraordinary insights each and every day on Spirit-Filled Radio. Listen to these words from Sister Kit Gray, a recent guest of Father Christopher Smith on the Cathedral Square Radio Show, talking about the year of St. Joseph. Pope Francis's reflection on the quality of Joseph, again, of being this worker in the background. And he talks about our renewed appreciation for people who do the everyday keep the place running kinds of jobs. He says, how many people daily exercise patience and offer hope. Doctors, nurses, storekeepers, supermarket workers, cleaning personnel, caregivers, transport workers, men and women working to provide essential services and public safety. His point is, we can look to St. Joseph 
And we can see in these people some of the virtues of St. Joseph. That's so beautiful and so timely. Yeah. Because many of those professions that Francis mentioned are not ones that we would normally highlight. No. And yet they are essential and needed. And to, in some ways, kind of give them an increased dignity on one hand and also a patron to look toward. For more, come find us at spiritfilledmedia.org. Spirit-Filled Radio is in partnership with the Roman Catholic Diocese of Orange in Southern California. If you're enjoying these podcasts, please consider supporting Spirit-Filled Hearts Ministry with a one-time or monthly gift. Spirit-Filled Hearts Ministry is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. We are only funded by generous donors who believe in our mission to evangelize.